Hello and welcome to Crapflix and Chill, where you know a couple of guys just uh, show you the worst horror films ever made, so that you don't have to. Um, not literally, of course. Uh, <laughs> my my name <coughs> my name is Jamie Ballantyne, and I'm joined tonight by the always fabulous Joe Thompson. The always fabulous. I love that. That's fantastic. What, what an introduction. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm good, man. We're three in already. This is great. <laughs> I mean, you say great. <laughs> well, this is torture and hell. That's what I mean. Uh, all in the name of cinema. Well, speaking of which, um, so what is Crapflix and Chill? Crapflix and Chill is a film podcast where we uh, get together and we watch some of just the most awful horror B-movies imaginable on Netflix. You know, just, just generally chatting some shit about them for really trying in vain to kind of suggest fixes for whatever god-awful mess we just watched. And as we said, all in the name of cinema. So, Joe, uh, what, what uh, steaming pile of poo do you have in store for us tonight? Well, Jamie, tonight... Well, I've actually stuck with 2009 from my last suggestion because I figured it was a crap year, so we'll carry on with it. So this is 2009's film called Obsessed. I'll just read you the blurb slightly. A successful executive, uh, which is Idris Elba, with the perfect job, the perfect wife, otherwise known as Beyonce Knowles Carter, finds his life falling apart when a sexy office temp, that's Ali Lata, sets out to seduce and destroy him. So this sounds like a big flaming pile of turd, so I can't wait to get cracking on it. Well, hang on, hang on, let's just go back. Idris Elba and Beyonce. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's the combination we never knew we wanted. I mean, if, if, if I learned anything from The Stepfather, it's that actually none of it was the actor's fault. I feel that was purely just coming down to plot and hammy dialogue and editing and direction all around it. But the actors themselves were the one saving grace. So I wonder if it'll be the same here, because I've got a lot of time for Idris Elba. He's not been in much shit. Right. I will say as well, with reference to Dylan Walsh from The Stepfather, I think we, I actually think we, we didn't particularly hone in on him at all much, you know, but maybe I'm wrong, someone correct me. But um, it was really nice <laughs> when he told us about it and it certainly made me feel a bit bad. But hey, we embarked on this journey, so we're going to carry on. Look, you can only roll, roll a turd in glitter and, and it might still be a turd, but it'll look shiny as hell. That's what my mum said about me at graduation. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, <laughs> uh, I'm pumped, Joe. Let's let's get into it. You gonna you gonna do do the honors? I will. I will. Are we gonna do a countdown? Yeah, go for it. Right, three, two, two one. one, play. And we're off. Christ, it's another red opener. I seem to like these, don't I? Well, is it the same production company? Yeah, it is. Oh, good. I think. That's either a good or a bad thing. I mean, this is a bit plinky-plunky, isn't it? It's an opening for a, I assume, a thriller horror. Luring you into a false sense of safety, yeah. Screen Gems. Were they the Blumhouse of uh, production companies in 2009? I'm hoping so. I'm certainly hoping so. Oh, you've, you've really... 
There he is! My man, Idris Elba. This has really thrown me. Okay, straight out of the gate, Ooh. they look far too fresh to have just got out of a car. Like, unless they just literally went down the street. <laughs> Will I get out of the car? I've got leg cramp, I'm falling out, I'm rolling over. Oh, as if, as if you'd been, um, well, particularly if they'd been moving house as well. Fully. So is this what she was doing in 2009? Was she not doing Destiny's Child stuff still? She's probably doing both. She's fine. She just did it casually on the weekend. Don't you think, think it must be weird for um, the parents of child actors when the actors kiss their child? Yeah, like, you, like you're obviously there on set and like off camera. But I mean, look, if, if anyone's going to kiss your child, you know, I'll probably let Beyonce and Nidja Silva do that. Yeah, I would never, I'd never wash my child again. <laughs> Just that one spot on their forehead. It's, it's like a Banksy. If Banksy uh, spray paints your house, it's like a birthmark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, if he spray paints your house, then you've got to uh, like leave that piece of wall or sell it or whatever. Can we just note how thoroughly unhilarious they're being with each other? I think they know that the music's still playing. Oh, do you reckon? <laughs> As in, like it's well, it's from their like. Um, uh, the car, the car stereo. Ah, oh, Jerry O'Connell's in this. Well, so's Ali Lata, who I know from like Heroes, and I swear she's been in like a famous horror film as well. Hey, look, they've wandered onto the set of Stepfather. <laughs> oh my god, they're using the exact same. <laughs> I mean, they fixed those fucking floorboards. It probably is, right? Yeah, I hope it's slightly more sturdy. Uh, you... He just he just throws her off the balcony. <laughs> Uh, they, uh, this is already off to a great start. I'm excited. What what horrors are hiding in the house? That should be the tagline if it's not. I how do you feel about mirrors on the ceiling? Well, I feel weird about mirrors on. I was gonna say mirrors on the wall. That sounds really stupid. I feel weird about like giant walls of mirrors in like bedrooms because all I can think of is that scene from uh, American Psycho where he's shagging the prostitutes and looking at himself in the mirror, like pulling some guns and they're like, yeah, doing that from behind. Yeah, I based a lot of my sex life on that moment. So I, what for me personally, it would be probably fine sexually in terms of you know, if I'm doing like missionary or doggy, I'm not having to look at myself. But I don't know if the the the, the other person in said sexual encounter, um, the person who's on their back, basically looking up at themselves, if they would get weirded out by it, and that would like. Well, they would just see your ass pumping away if it was missionary, which I'm not sure how. I mean, sex isn't like the most. I was gonna say pleasant to look at. Maybe your sex isn't. <laughs> Well, no, 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 but you know what I mean? Like, porn, porn is a really exaggerated way of having sex. Most of those positions are crazy, like, uncomfortable for one or both of the parties and require such... Oh, yeah, no one's enjoying such it. Such yeah, physicality yeah, yeah. that the average person cannot pull off a triple reverse, inverted, cowgirl, double dip, 69 to infinity. Um, can we can we just say as well, Black and Gold by what, Sam Smith? No, no, not Sam Smith. Sam Sparrow? I can't remember. Black and Gold is a, very much dates this movie. 
Oh, massively. Well, it, it just crossed my mind as well that um, Beyonce might have been doing this around the time that um, she was in Goldmember, Austin Powers. Maybe she was trying to get into acting. Yeah, so she, she had a bit of an acting career and then I don't know if that was basically before she married Kanye West. No, uh, Jay-Z got confused with a Kardashian. I think a Beyonce fan is slapping you at the moment. Has she been like Jay-Z since she was like 10? Probably, I don't know. I like it's Ellie Carter. Ellie Larter. Ellie Larter. Who's Ali Carter? Just someone you went to school with, I guess. <laughs> Maybe. I, I, I know some Ali's. Most of them are boys, but... <laughs> also, I'm a little bit... like I know it fits the the the, the, the clean-cut, like high-rising uh, ex- exec that he's playing, but I'm not used to Il just being that clean-shaven. Right, let's try and spot when we think either of them are being inappropriate. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, already, yeah. So she's a temp. You have an appointment with us? He's married, he's married with a kid to Beyonce. Don't, don't go window shopping, mate. You, you're not, you're not going to buy him. Oh, okay, here we go. You're a temp. Girl's got to pay the rent. <laughs> Oh, she did the classic flirting thing, push the hair behind the... Oh, oh, contact, oh! I mean, that's a lot of files for attempt to be carrying into the building. I reckon they're all just blank pages and she just did that to flirt with him. Maybe, maybe it's all of her timesheets <laughs> in a big stack. <laughs> all of her timesheets for flirting. Oh, now she's just following him. There you go. <laughs> fucking called it right okay plot of this film Uh, I've already forgotten what the blurb was she's gonna like have an affair with him but then she's gonna go psycho and like threaten the family there is no way that someone like Idris Elba would cheat on Beyonce with Ali Lata now I think Ali Lata is very attractive agreed but there is obviously a massive difference. But also, Joe, you've got, you know, it's a movie. You've got to suspend your disbelief. But why have a turkey Twizzler when you can have a steak at home? Um, because sometimes you just want that quick sugar rush when really you know you've got a nice, juicy, sustenance steak and you're an idiot. But, you know, some, some men will still have a suck of the Twizzler first. How much sugar is the Twizzler? Probably quite <laughs> what, a lot. What, whatever, whatever this analogy is saying. Straight into a meeting, love it. Business. I just get off the phone with him. I love that Jerry O'Connell's in this. I mean, what what kind of business company is this supposed to be? Architecture, law. You know, Gans gets paranoid when anything goes mainstream. So he makes a lot of noise, but I managed to talk him into a private equity portfolio instead. To the tune of 155 million. I love it when people in the in movie meetings, in movie business meetings, when they drop a big like I did this and with a big number, like like no one else in the business would have known that was happening or at least coming or pending. Well, it's that classic scene from uh, Birdemic, which you know we're gonna get to, which is like, hey man, I just made two million sales, 
oh boy, company record. And the guy, the other guy's like, oh my god, that's amazing. You cutting out early? I grabbed us a couple tickets to the Lakers tonight. How are you killing me? I'm in the middle of moving, man. I gotta get home. So? So, do I look like a man who wants to get a divorce? Why don't I call her and say we got a work emergency? Come on. No thanks, I'll stay married. Coward. Yeah. See, he's a family man. Bye, Mr. But also, how often do people come up to you and say, I've got something for you tonight? You have to go tonight. Like, it's Sorry, give me some warning, man. But it's also the fact that they, like, he does it with the physical tickets. It's not like, you know, if, if you know, when I used to get free theatre tickets from uh, from one of my old jobs, I might, like, only find out on the day and I might send someone a text in the morning being like, you know, do you want to go to the theatre tonight? There's some heads up. But I don't just rush up to them after work, flashing the tickets in the face, but, hey, do you want to do this right now? Hi, I've already bought this for you. Are you coming? Yeah. Yeah. Because if not, you're massively putting me out. Thanks, bye. She is pretty, though. Ali Lott is fit. I kind of have never forgiven her for her portrayal of Claire Redfield in the Resident Evil movies, but, you know, she's cool. She's a screen queen, right? She was in the Final Destination and stuff. That's what I was saying. So I recognise her from Heroes. You're right, she's in the Resident Evil films. Oh, I hated her in Heroes. <laughs> She was in Final Destination. I hated her character in Heroes. It was like, with her little annoying son, and she used to just talk to herself in the mirror. Oh, my God. Well, Joe, I think, I think you're going to hate her again, because uh, she's a home-wrecking uh, hussy, if ever I did see one. A home-wrecking hussy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> home-wrecking hussy. Well, she was also in... Um... No, can't think of anything else. <laughs> That, that's that's quite a lot, you know. Considering the fact that every film we've watched so far has like some sort of like, apart from Secret Obsession, which very unfortunately is the one we haven't recorded, all the other ones have had some sort of actor, actress, like s some character who had either been in stuff or has since gone on to do good stuff. I hope we talked over the plot point that suggested why they don't have any furniture yet. Like, what bad logistics have they gone when they moved? Because they're so rich, they're going to buy it all. If they're so rich, they would never sleep on the floor. Like, that's not why you married me. Look at them sipping tea or champagne or whatever it is. <laughs> oh, sitting champagne. See, that, that scene is designed to, like, try and make them seem relatable and down to earth. Yeah. Like, hey, they, they have to drink out of inappropriate glasses just like everybody else. Look how fabulous she looks to just, like, move shit around the house as well, like... You should see me on moving day, Jesus Christ. Uh, I mean, like, you, you, you can't take the glamour out of the glamour, glamour green. <laughs> Where's Patrick? Hang on, you're not talking about me, are you? Oh, okay. I did some trading with the other yeah, you and Beyonce. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I see absolutely no difference between you two. Someone else is called Marge outside of Marge Simpson. I like it. What, the other nosy secretary? I in in reality, as a senior, as a senior exec of this business or whatever he is, he wouldn't have even looked at her yet because temps don't get this kind of attention and they don't get this kind of dialogue. They just literally are there to do their job. Yeah, but but damn, son, look at her. The fact that you know we said this in in the stepfather, son zombievers. You know there are some good-looking guys in that. Um, 
you know, Penn Pen Bagley in, 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 in particular. But, I'm worried uh, that his name is Penn Badgley and we've said it wrong the entire time. Oh, well. <laughs> Penn Bagley. He forever is Bagley now. It's Bagley. <laughs> yeah, I'm Penn Bagley. But my, my, my father was going to drive someone mental if they're a fan watching it. <laughs> going to be like screaming by the end of the podcast, like, say his fucking name right. Yeah. It's like instead of saying Idris Elbow or something, like Idris. Idris <laughs> Elbow. <laughs> but look, my, my, my point was, and it's got nothing to do with the stubble, although I think the stubble helps. He is a good looking man as well. And yet she is stealing some attention. So how long have you two been married? They're too sexy not to get it on, is what the film's trying to tell us. Is this how sexy people talk? I mean, I wouldn't know, and I've completely forgotten what the female sexual response is, but is this, is this how people talk when they're hot and in office, or is this inappropriate? I feel it's inappropriate, but at the same time, one of the biggest challenges of, of these films is watching them whilst chatting shit over the top. So I'm missing the finer points of the business they're talking but I'm just getting a general, a, a general gist that you know they're, they're chatting business, and she's quite confident, and he's going to try and test her. But you got to look at the body language, Joe. It's all about the subtle little things with eye contact and the flicks of the hair, and look at her, look at her legs, the way they're angled towards him, and that she had to pull up her skirt. One thing I will say about Idris Elba and Ali Lata is it's quite funny watching them try and pretend to do normal people work. Because <laughs> clearly, they've both had uh, quite colourful careers that started very early. Oh, yeah. I think they both started acting at around 21, 22. And it's just interesting that they're now pretending that they've ever worked in an office. Oh. Do you listen anyway? Oh, oh. Oh, he's suspicious already. Whoop. I mean, you know, some, some Venetian-style blinds always uh, always creepy. Always creepy and always inappropriate in the office. So she was she was listening in to his private conversation with the wife. Well, I mean, it looks like she wasn't, actually. It looks like, she, it looks like he, he was checking to see if she was. Oh, oh, oh. Fucking hell, he's pretty... Oh, yeah, get your butt out. Jesus, he is he's nice, isn't he? Thing is, they're also massively downplaying Beyonce because look, she's she's wearing pajamas and a nighty and doing a crossword. Well, this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to set up the office sexy fantasy versus the reality with her matted hair. I mean, she still looks yeah gorgeous. Like she looks on her worst day, she would look like many many people on their best day. Yeah, <laughs> her worst day is still like an eight or a nine out of ten. Yeah. And Idris, thank you, point for this film. He is a man going to bed without wearing a top. Because who wears, like, lots of T-shirts and jumpers? Do you feel seen? I do, because, like... Ah, I'm just... I'm getting, I'm getting wound up already by the thought of it, but I would just get so hot. It's like, okay, wear some pants or some, some PJ shorts at best, which is what he's doing. But, you know, definitely, I'm not saying everyone has to sleep topless, but... For me, I just would not be comfortable in a t-shirt or even a vest. I really don't like this kind of high shiny material, whether that's satin or silk. Or I, don't, I just don't like sleeping on that kind of material. Ooh, yeah. It always feels really sweaty. Talking about fantastic things here on the podcast today. Sweaty silk sheets. Um. <laughs> Talking about sweaty things. 
Uh, how are your balls? <laughs> Don't say we're not relatable. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Aired and, uh, and looked after, my friend. Aired and looked after. I mean, are you not naked right now? Like, like all good podcasters. <laughs> no one's going to know. Get your picture taken on Santa's lap. Or is it one of those things, if you're naked, you talk differently? Like your voice drops. Here's your coffee, freshly new. Oh, oh look, she's go. come in because she's already threatened. Love it. Yeah. Sharon. Oh my God, she's called Sharon, Joe. <laughs> yeah, Sharon. This is Karen. Kyle. Oh, I can already tell he's going to be a heartbreaker. Hi, Kyle. I'm Lisa. Say hi, Kyle. Oh, he can say hello. He's usually not this shy around strangers. <laughs> what a handsome boy. He looks just like you. You think so? Oh, he's a heartbreaker and he looks just like you. That is some aggressive female flirting. The three of you should be on the cover of a magazine. A Beyonce laughs inside. I've been on many. You'd be very demanding. Actually, I'm learning quite a lot from your husband. I bet you are. I can't believe I've not heard of this film. Bitch. I mean, not that I know Idris Elba's back catalogue, because like you said, he's been in movies so long. There's plenty of... Oh, well, no, we rattled off at some Valley's better men ones, and Beyonce's definitely been in more than I think of the other than The Lion King and Goldmember. But I'm really surprised Did I've never heard of this film. What's the deal with her? Did you know that Idris Elba's first job when he was 22, 23, 24 um, was doing a uh, reenactment on Crime Watch? Really? Really? As in, like, they got him to play, like, I don't know. Some yeah, something on crime watch. Some 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 criminal. I mean, look, we all got to start somewhere. And look at him now. He's worked his way to the top of this, what is presumably the 18th or 19th floor of a big fancy office block. Do you think, as an actor, your the the status of your character makes you feel better. So if you're a big ex uh, high end exec in this film, do you feel more like a high end exec in real life? I, 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 there's there's a little bit of an element to that. Like my, my my dad loves telling this story, but the first time I ever tried on a suit and I can't remember what it was for. It might have been something really sad actually, like my granddad's funeral when I was like fourteen. But like it was around that time, and I, I was trying trying on a suit. And once I got it on, and I kind of like saw myself in the mirror or whatever, I turned around to him. In fact, the first thing I said is, "You're fired, Valentine," and it cracked him <laughs> up because like it's it's the Stanford experiment. Like the power went straight to my head, like unreservedly. It was it was just there. I was wearing a suit. I felt powerful. Love that. Like you know, he's well dressed. He's He's slick. He's really smooth. He's got he's got a fancy uh, Bluetooth earpiece. He swings his golf club around. I like that they clearly hadn't chose the music, so he just taps the taps the steering wheel every time he's in the car <laughs> to make it look like he's tapping along. Yeah, the, the script will say like insert popular track of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then they inserted that. Keep me away from that Christmas party. Not sure we can say the same for March. Wow. Get around, don't you? Okay, so 
Temp's gone. Poor girl called in sick with the stomach bug. Oh. No. She's back. That's what she gets okay. As someone who's worked in recruitment, it's realistic that they would bring the same temp back in. So I believe this so far. As somebody who's seen crappy horror films, I'm perfectly prepared to go out of my way to say that she's poisoning them individually and passing it off as a stomach bug so that she can replace them one by one to stay in the office. Hopefully. My nickname around here is 411. 411. Well, maybe we can grab a cocktail after work sometime and catch me up with a little bit of girl talk. If you think you can pump me for information with a couple of Cosmos, you're right. Okay, fully me day one walking into into this office and someone points at that guy. Someone, no, someone points at that guy and goes, oh, he's gay as well. You'll get on. Why don't you chat to each other? Oh. <laughs> I was going to say step stereotype to the max. More the... Oh, you're gay? Like it's a, just some instant, instant unifying factor. Oh, it never works. You're, you're, you're gay, therefore you must be the office gossip. Therefore, I'm going to, yeah, like she said, lavish you with fruity cocktails and we're going to become best friends and you'll tell me everything. Can you imagine if someone was like, you walked into an office and someone was like, oh, you're straight. Why don't you go talk to that straight guy over there? And it was just anyone who was straight. Oh. Hey, 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 you're straight. You, mu you must like manly sports. Go and chat to that guy about the football and become his friend. Fuck me. That's like my worst thing. That, that gives me about as much anxiety. That gives me about as much anxiety as when you're walking through a park and a football like flies towards you. As a gay man, like you get proper gay fear, gay panic. You don't know what to do. Do you kick it? You're going to trip it. You're just going to leave it and you look weird. Ah, oh. both give me anxiety. Joe, I... So, same scenario, but different anxiety. As as a man who has different periods of my life, I actually played regular five-a-side football. I would still panic in that moment that I go to kick the ball, and you know I'm not inherently a clumsy person, but I would miss it, or I'd like hoof it out of the park and into the road and hit a car, and the car would crash, and someone would seriously get hurt, and then all those kids are like call me lame and be like, "Oh, what a loser." Like, I think there's something just anxious about somebody expecting you to return the football, which on paper seems like a really simple task. I mean, I can't kick it back in these heels. People need to realise that. <laughs> okay, so back to the film. So she's upset, visually, vis visibly upset, as a temp, by the way, in the kitchen of this, offi of this uh, office. So that's inappropriate, one. She's done something that's inappropriate. Public space. Yeah. And feels that he's not too high level enough that she can unload on. Yeah, even though he's clearly one of the top dogs of this business. But do you know why she's doing this? Because she wants to unload on his dick. All right. Oh, I went there. Also, I don't know if you caught before, but he met Beyonce working there. I definitely did. Fine. Catch that. So he met Beyonce <laughs> as a temp or as an employee there, and then he snagged her, and now she's his wife. And for whatever reason, this crazy lady's trying to do the same. Which probably explains why she, why Beyonce's a bit worried about someone new coming in with a similar vibe. Thanks. Yeah. Because she, well, she's like, my man's, not that he's been turned before, but like she can see how office place romances can happen. Yeah. I mean, you say that. I, I don't think I've ever, I just don't think I've ever been attracted to someone that I work with. 
which is a shame. And I don't know what that would be like to be attracted to. I think you've probably had more office romances than I have because I've had none. You really don't don't ask me about that. <laughs> I'm not. I cannot go. I'm not going on record about that. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah, I can neither con- confirm nor deny I've ever had an office romance or an office and relationship. And if you would like to find out if Jamie's had an office romance, wait for our Patreon in a couple of months. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> let, let, let's, let's tease it. Let's tease it out of me. Swiftly moving on, do you know who this guy is? Jerry O'Connell. The name rang a bell. Have you ever seen the amazing Stephen King adaptation called Stand By Me, about the four kids that go along the train tracks? Oh, is he one of those kids? He is the little chubby fat kid from Stand By Me. Ah, well there's a claim to fame. You can also find him in Tomcats, in Scream 2, in a few other things. You've done your research. I want to say he's in Jerry Maguire. No, I just know him. He's, uh, not personally, but he's... Uh, he's <laughs> <laughs> is, is he, are you going to have a phone call with him next? He's inspirational to me because he was fat and then he's not fat anymore. So congrats to him. Oh my God, CD. Oh, this film is so dated. Oh, that font. Oh, God, look at the font. Oh, that font is dated. So they're speaking on some kind of IM chat. So why did he have to put in his um, CD? Why did he just put a U? Why would he do that? Concert bootleg. Worth the risk. I love crew. Oh, why is he using, like, T9 texting speak? But, But did you notice how he's got, like, a really boring, like mono serif like um sorry sans serif like font whereas she's got like a sexy red handwritten like ooh temp girl yeah you can tempt me into anything why was he talking like a 12 year old on msn which probably dates me quite a lot hey don't don't sell yourself short msn was way cooler than that piece of garbage was msn the first time you could use emojis or was it? It was. Or was it purely just text speak still? Because it was all like BRB. No, there was there was emojis. Yeah, they weren't called emojis. I don't think, but they, it was the smileys and stuff. I think it was called smileys, weren't they? Yeah, not not before they became mainstream in terms of like smartphones. I'd like to point out another massive kitchen with a lovely island. You just want to be an American, don't you? They've also made it. These this couple has also equally made it. Well, Joe, technically, we said you're Beyonce, so you you have made it. Oh, that's true. You just, you just got to believe, which I presume is the name of one of her uplifting songs. They better give uh, Beyonce more to do. She's been totally fridged at the moment. I mean, yeah, she, she's been stereotyped at the minute as the ex-worker turned full-time house mum. Oh, wearing red. Dangerous. So dangerous. Red for sin. Yeah. If you were him, would you would you not be a little bit suspicious at this point? But she's you, he's not stupid. He he can pick up on the signals. I get the impression he likes it. He's just not going to push it too far. He's just going to give it a bit of a office flirt. I think this is well, mate. We're, mate, we're not in Kansas anymore, and neither are we in the office. Also, she looks great. So I didn't realise I fancied two thousand and nine's Ali Lata this much. She's got, like, an amazing face. Where did it go wrong for her? I don't think it has gone wrong for her. She, um... Well, I don't know what she does now. Does she get involved in the kind of Comic-Con circuit or something? 
She probably would have if she was in Resident Evil. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, you only have to do one of those kind of things, and like you said, even the, the concept it can be a, a, a source of income or you know, a source of your time. Source of time? Look at them pretending that they ever eat burgers and chips. <laughs> Please, everybody in Hollywood starves themselves. I hope so. I fucking hope so. <laughs> what the hell are we doing? Why? Where? Why are they at this bar? Is this before? Is this? I get. I gather this is before the Christmas party. Also, I would have sex with this barman. You are paying way more attention. You're you're trying to follow the story as it goes along. I'm trying to read into like the most stupid of stuff to make outlandish plot decisions. I'm just listening. <laughs> this is like being on live TV. You've got to listen to the story and talk to each other. It's a, it's a skill, Jamie. And one day, one day, you'll learn it. Joe, I can't multitask. You know I can't multitask. Oh, Santa just shot his load. <laughs> oh, come on. Listen to the tunes. This is way too early in the day to have this song on. They've had to spend a lot of money on this film with uh, music royalties. This is like the fourth or fifth big song they've had. Maybe we should be singing along so we don't get picked up for copyright for this music. <laughs> yeah, we're all dancing, dancing. Apparently, this apparently this grossed uh, seventy three point eight million. I'm not. Su I'm genuinely surprised by the so far consistent. You know, it's a little bit hammy and stereotypical in some areas, but the quality's solid. Uh, the acting's obviously on point. And I've never heard of it. I mean, there's plenty of films I probably haven't heard I of. I think this is one of those films that um, comes straight onto, like, Lifetime or one of those, like, American, American like, daytime movie-type situations. You said 73 million? Yeah, but it just has that vibe about it, doesn't it? All right, she's cutting in. Oh, she's going to get him drunk. So is she going to get him drunk, fuck him in the office, and then, what, blackmail him? Well, remember our rule about American drinks, so the one tequila will screw him over. Again, their tequila looks really dark. They had this in The Stepfather, their tequila was like bright yellow, like piss. I reckon there's a part of him that's like, ooh, the hottest girl in this office is talking to me at this party. And I just, I don't care what anyone says, you can be incredibly loyal and feel like that. Mate, she's doing more than talking. Did you see, look, Everybody gets flattered by attention. I don't think, you know, from the, the shyest individual to a certain point, up to the biggest dickhead extrovert who expects it all the time. You know, you if you show somebody attention and there's some sort of reciprocation of that. Oh, mistletoe. Yeah. It is the season. Say it. This is the line, right here. Mm, I don't believe that. Oh, good man. Oh, there you go. So he is fundamentally also, a good also, guy, regardless of being flattered by the attention. Point of note, a temp would not be invited to the office Christmas party. Absolutely not. And I know that, because when I was first interning in my very first job, 
I've been there for like four months, but uh, wasn't wasn't covered to go to the Christmas party, so I joined them all for some free drinks, and they all fucked off and had a great night, and I was left on my own, went home. Savage. And the next day, they're all horrendously hungover and telling me what a great time it was, and I was like, oh boy. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, this is taking a, up a notch. This is very forceful. Oh, he, he's going to witness something. Jamie's here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on. I'm totally Idris Elba. That's, that's, that's you at the pie. <laughs> I probably am. Oh, what would you do? What would you do if you were Idris Elba in this moment? I love how basically she's incriminating. Yeah, so I can't decide if she wants to replace the wife in the family, our stepfather, or she's in it for the blackmail. Oh, that's true. He's not He's not fighting her that hard, is he? No, but also this is so circumstantial that to this other guy, it looks like it's all kicking off. Because she'll... She's done the damage she needs. Look, she, she's happy with herself. Oh, she's really going for it. Well, is this part of the sexual play? Because he has to be quiet, she can control him. Fair, fair play. That is a good, honest man right there. That is a good, honest man. Can we just give his, his character... I know just Elba, but give the character credit. I mean, he actually hasn't done anything wrong at the moment, has he, really? I mean, I'm sure his wife would still get upset. Oh, here we go, office gossip. You know, I'm still, I'm sure she would still get upset, but if, you, if she saw what we saw, and saw how he is a hundred, he was not reciprocating. I don't think just then that was Idris Elba being told by stage directions to, to smack into the mistletoe. That was Idris Elba going face first into the mistletoe on set and then being like, ugh. Yeah. So she's going to lie now to the office gossip. Sorry, girl. Oh, shit, DUI. She gave him the tequila. Oh. oh, okay, that's a change. Fucking up, this film's pulling red herrings out of its ass. Joe, I kind of like this film. Jamie, you're doing you're doing what I did in The Stepfather, which is slightly compliment it, and I just think you need to be careful, because this this might be a slow build, but I have every confidence that this will turn into a massive pile of shite. But the thing with The Stepfather was it was so obvious from the beginning, like you said, that, like, he this you know he's clearly killed those people he's a bad guy he's going to do it again and i was like no 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 i'll give it the benefit of the doubt the film's going to be like more clever but cleverer than that i like i like that idris elba is shirtless every 20 minutes that's fucking great it's in this contract by the way here's here's the solution to this to this issue like in all seriousness call the agency up get the temp replaced it'll take 2 seconds bye yeah, but you can't you can't stop a wildfire, Joe. The uh, the office gossip's going to spread it around, and that's going to get back to his wife, and it's going to wreck his home life, and it's going to screw up his career. And then if he tries to come out against her, then it'll be seen as like some sort of unlawful dismissal, so they won't be able to do it. 
I'm just saying that the actual the presence of her is easily rectifiable if she's still there. But the problem is, Joe, that drunk drunk Jamie went into the toilet and basically was the catalyst for screwing everything up. So it's my fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's going to ignore her. Good morning. Okay. Good morning. Oh, look, every time I say they're not going to do something, they do it. <laughs> Man, you should have stayed. Roger from Acquisitions tossed his cookies on the Christmas tree. What does that mean? Throw up? Does tossed his cookies mean throw up? I mean, the, the I, I can't see the benefit of chucking actual cookies onto the Christmas tree. <laughs> I know. I just don't know what it refers to. All right. I can say that next time I vomit. Oh, yeah, no, I just tossed my cookies on the pavement. Look at that crap little globe thing that they've got on the desk. I was going to say, look at that crap out of focus shot of, like, trying to show us her curves whilst focusing on him. That, I mean, uh, that was from the pound store. Joe uh, really likes the I do, I do, yeah. This is our kind of film. Have we heard of Joe? Is Joe in there? Is Joe one of the characters? Is that Jerry? Is that uh, Jerry O'Connell or? It, or is, is he the Idris Elba's temp who came back? Is that Joe? Hey, all right. If I take off, yeah. Go home. All right. See you tomorrow. Hey, I'm going out with Lisa to learn some information. Hey, I'm advancing the plot with Lisa. Oh, no. And she's going to give him... Right, hold that thought. I've, I've made an absolute error. Oh, pardon me. I need, I need to get another bevy. You, you keep, keep, keep chatting. It'll be two seconds and inform me about every single little detail I've missed. Ready? <laughs> Who am I going to chat to? I'm going to chat to the audience. There you go. Go for it. Go. Don't chat shit about me. Right. Well, now that that asshole's gone, let's uh, let's just chat chat out, shall we? This is my take on this film so far. I owe you an apology. Oh shit. Okay. Jamie's gonna be pissed that he's missed this. So, Idris Elba's in the car. Ali Lata's just come into the car wearing a big coat. Shit. Holy shit. Jamie, tell me when you're back, man. How much shit were you chatting? I heard. I'm going <laughs> no, to Okay, you've got to pay attention. You've got to pay attention. She, she's just snuck into his car. Creepy. And he looks uncomfortable. And she's wearing a big coat. Which means she's naked. A fiver says she's naked. Also, I hope she is. I'd lie. Ding, ding dong. Dong. Finally, the film. Imagine if you missed that. Imagine if your beer was further away. Well, Joe, Joe, I have a Joe, I have a confession. I've moved from beers to woo woos in cans. You're a disgrace. <laughs> I have a woo woo in a can. <laughs> I feel that this film was appropriate. There you go. There's a reaction. You know, pretty much a man, a faithful straight man who has been pushed to his. Um, well, to his reasonable limits, and like it's no longer a bit of office banter or harmless flirting. Homewrecker. Maybe you are an asshole. Yeah, all right, get out. 
Yeah, he, he's the asshole for spurning her advances. Okay, but hang on. If we'd heard some dialogue, we might understand a bit more context, because I still don't know if she is genuinely falling for him or manipulatively falling for him. She's manipulatively. But she seems genuinely upset. She's really... Yeah, no, but she's very, like, aggressive upset. Question is, is he going to say something to his wife now? Will she understand? Oh, no. Oh, that's such a cliche. What, her with the wine at the table in the dark? Sitting in the dark with the wine which you've clearly been drinking. That is a fucking stupid cliche trope. The person waiting with the wine. Oh, reason he can't say anything. Then why the hell is she drinking wine on her own in the dark? What's her, what's her what's what's her bad news? I don't know. What the hell else is she gonna do? Her character has nothing to do. Oh, this was thing to annoy me because the whole cliche of the drinking while your partner gets home is because you're trying to build up Dutch courage to have a very serious argument with them or something like that. If she was just doing that, well, hey, maybe that was another, maybe that was another red herring. You said there's a lot in this. Film. Because she she was upset because her mate Tim was having an affair. It's just a stupid foreshadowing. Which, which, okay, I guess now means he can't tell her. Because if she's going to get upset by that, she's not going to, like, give him the benefit of the doubt. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to go out there and say I've never had a drink on my own at home. Which makes me think that I don't actually probably particularly like the taste of alcohol that much. I just have it because people have it. You know what I mean? Like, I never, I'm never, like, get a hankering for some alcohol. I mean, Joe, I'm the wrong person to talk to you right now. I know we're having this conversation, but this is over Skype. I'm in my flat alone having a drink. <laughs> well, you're not alone because I'm with you on the call. No, I've... I... Do, this, this doesn't class as alone. To me, I mean literally sitting there with my thoughts in a drink. I don't know. That that seems weird. Not, not weird. Weird to me. I think that would depress me. I think I can, I can understand maybe the urge, but I think, yeah, you're right. There's something about that would be... If I, I would catch myself doing it, but like, okay, why are you drinking here? Like, what are you actually upset about or that you actually need to deal with rather than trying to distract yourself with alcohol? Oh, do you reckon, is he doing the right thing and going through the proper channels and reporting this? I think so. Okay. Listen, if you're here to file a complaint about our performance, you can save your breath. Ray just called this morning and says she's not coming back in. Oh, she's pulling out. What is the end game here? I had this with, again to use comparisons because Zombievers isn't really on the same level. Uh, the stepfather end game was: is he just trying to create a perfect family, and when that fails, he has to kill them all and start again? But what is the end game here for her? Because he spurns her advances. Well, I don't know. I'm sure. We'll have to see what she does next because she. She now has information, whether or not whether or not it's legit or not. 
Yeah, exactly. But the film keeps doing red herrings like, oh, the wife's upset, but it's not about her. Oh, she's gone for a drink at the bar, but we don't know about what. No, Well, I think when he walks in, you're supposed to assume that you're supposed to assume that Ali Lata has called Beyonce in and she's upset and she's about to confront him about it and then she doesn't, so... Yeah, and he moves, he comes in here trying to get her fired and he's like, oh, she's already quit. And now he thinks he's in the clear, which is fine. This guy, his friend at work, his friend at work's entire job is to walk up to him in various moments and, and continue exposition with him. I don't know what this guy does at the company. He's just there to talk to people. He's, he's a pick-me-up guy. Office, office, Chester. Horrible, horrible letterbox. Of course, there's a big thing in the Look at the size of that tree. Don't, don't tell me they, they have to sleep on the bed on the floor. That tree is as big as my... I mean, I know we use this comparison, but as big as my entire flat. Oh, and wrap the damn laptop. Big bow is lazy, isn't it? Just a big fuck off bow on a laptop. I wonder what he got me. Oh, it was a laptop. Did we? Did this come up in one of the other podcasts about the fact that I'll never, well, I'll never forget or never uh, be allowed to forget the birthday that I didn't wrap my presents for my mum and I just gave them to her in the bag. I think I think we did. I think you called me out on this because you're like, why didn't you wrap them? And I was like, I don't know. I was just a moody teenager. I still got a nice present, so I just didn't put them in wrapping paper. So everything's fine. The music's plinky-plunky. New York. I mean, I presume that's New York. And then the credits roll, and that's it. And that's what would happen in real life. What a wonderful, what a wonderful little movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hello. Jack and she was like, it's in my contract. I have to look nice at least every hour. Yeah, look how great they look. You mentioned that earlier. This this is going to be some some movie stuff. You mentioned that earlier about um, I mean, all of this is movie stuff about um, Idris Elba getting topless multiple times. Like that could be part of the contract. There are crazy things and clauses in people's contracts. Like this actor always has to win a fight scene. I think someone like Schwarzenegger or like a few actors have that. They always have to win a fight, or. Um, they can only be taken on profiles side on, or yeah, he has to he has to get topless at least four times in the film. Is that supposed to be sexy? The picture that's just flashed up flashed up a number of times. Oh 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 oh! oh, oh. He's gonna get with some porn. Oh, just porn, honey. <laughs> well, so why is his desktop a picture of her and Santa? Because it's Christmas. Do you seasonally change your desktop picture? No, but I also don't live with Beyonce. And I've never met Santa. Oh, so. Santa! <laughs> yeah. Two temp girl. Oh, that would work. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, does she even work there anymore? Oh. Yeah, how could she access work emails remotely if she's been removed from the server? Yeah, I don't think this actually happened. <laughs> Look at the smiley face. In a world before emoticon. I mean, it, it does seem like that, like the way they're rising the tension between like what? Oh, it just what did he see? It? it just winked. How did that happen? So they're trying to rise tension by like putting on a dramatic like score whilst he's closing tabs of a picture or a face is winking at him. Are they trying to force this horror element? 
I mean, part two of this, act two must be a bit of a gear change because this is a very... Uh, oh, it's going to be a roller coaster. Steady film so far, isn't it, really? Oh, he's out with the ball. I think it's been a good film. I'm going, I'm going out on that limb, Joe. You got burned on Stepfather if you thought that, but so far, this is a really solid film. But only because I keep trying to like trip it up. How many... What kind of bar is this that's got a pool where people actually swim at? Are they just at a hotel? Are they away? I mean, it's a fucking cool bar. Oh, temp girl. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I think they've gone on a business work trip. I mean, if you're as hot as Idris Elba, you probably have. Well, I mean, I was gonna say, how often do, do guys get drinks bought for them? Oh, don't get me started on this. This, well, unless you unless you want to rant. Go on, have a rant. If 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 you want, I've got a. Uh, not, not like, um, not like my annoyance of going to a bar and like, like I say, like not getting um, like service and like being ignored in favour of people who clearly haven't been there as long. That's a different kind of annoyance. But of of any bar encounter, um, I've 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 ever had, um, even if even if someone's try to come on to me or to flirt with me or kind of whatever they've never bought me a drink I don't think it's I don't think the girls buy guys drinks really so is, is that are we saying that that's an area of sexism then that we're we're, we're okay with it's, it's the guy who has to has to buy by the by the drinks and be be the aggressor in that sense well, I don't know, but in this in this film, she bought him a drink, so obviously it does happen. Maybe we just don't have the kind of faces that people buy drinks for. I mean, part of me has accepted that, but if someone, you know, on other occasions, if people are prepared to come up to me and make the first move or to chat to me or flirt with me or whatever, I think it's more, at this point, it's more just the principle that I just want someone to buy me a drink. <laughs> Just so I can see that that part in the movie that that happened. Went, yeah, that happened to me once. I will say, in gay world, you 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 freely buy each other drinks. There's usually a rule that if you if you don't know them yet, you wouldn't necessarily buy them a drink straight away because then you might be lulled into having one bought back for you if you don't like the conversation. But I will say it's really? a little bit more even. But when back when I was uh, straight, he says in inverted commas. Um, I'd never had a drink bought for me, so um, I think in the story we she did, just she did, just spiked his drink. You have been hit on in the bar. Oh yeah, she spiked it. You, you have been hit on in the bar. Yeah, yeah. In in gay world, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? I'm joking. Ladies, gentlemen. I don't know why I'm inviting. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm I'm now just really upset that someone still hasn't bought me a drink. I'll get over it, Joe. Don't worry about it. You make enough money. That's not the best. The principal, Joe. She's on the trip. Wherever they are, I, I wasn't. She's attention. probably in this room. Yeah, of course she is, because she she's broken in. So, but if he's this like far gone, 
you know, she's not going to have sex with him. So what's she going to do? Just frame him? Like take pictures? What is the end goal? You know, Joe, it's the halfway point. We normally try and like predict the movie's end or predict where the story's going. I have no fucking idea. I mean, this is it. You say this movie's good, right? We don't have any particular motivator for her yet. And should we not know that by now? I think it's very, it's quite a shallow movie so far. Well, yes and no, but if, if the, the big reveal doesn't really happen till the end, then, you know, I'd say that's better than knowing the plot from the start and second-guessing it the whole way through to see if it has a twist when really it doesn't. I'd rather be excited to the end, you know, the climax, the big reveal. Lol. I put this absolutely in the same category as Stepfather in that the actors themselves aren't bad at acting and aren't doing a bad job. It's just, where, it's just what happens with the story. Because they've set it up quite nicely, but I have faith that this second half will take a U-turn. Yeah, and I think the, the production's... The production hasn't been too... It's been cheesy, but it's not been... I mean, whichever stagehand or, or, or prop person came up with that IM chat is, uh, needs to be fired, so... <laughs> Whoa, he just, he just spun way too quickly for someone who's supposed to have a hangover. That would just make you throw up. If you instantly turned 180 on the bed, you'd just throw instantly up. Well, I would. Motion sickness. No sudden movement. Exactly. This is a fucking massive there's, hotel. There, there's a man who, who's never been drunk. Oh, he's, he's still stumbling a bit. He's, he's missing his big business. Another little tidbit of fact about Idris Elba. Before he, well, he, he was brought up in kind of Dalston and East Ham kind of way. Uh, but he, before yeah. he was an actor, he used to travel around as a DJ called DJ Driss. <laughs> <laughs> I love these, Joe. I love you've done your little research. I would pay so much money to hear one of his sets. That must exist somewhere. I hope so. Or is it just annoyingly well before the time of like everything's recorded on the internet? That's the guy from um, Dragon's Den <laughs> inviting him in to pitch. Oh, that's Joe. There you go. Oh, Joe. Big Joe. Joey. Joey Milani. Great. I don't know why he's a New York gangster. There you go. That sign just told us everything. They're at the annual financial seminar, which is apparently the most lavish hotel ever. I knew he was in big business. Here's your wife, sir. I'm sorry I wasn't there when you woke up. I went to the what? spa. So she is trying to replace Beyonce. What do you think this is? The morning after. We didn't do anything last night. You don't wow. <laughs> do you think girls of this, or girls, anyone in general, can be this crazy? Do you think people get this obsessed with people that they do that? Do you have a story of someone being obsessed with you? Um, oh yeah, I forget the film's called Obsessed. I was, I was trying to remember what the film was called to like try and work out the plot. Um, 
No, I don't. I don't think I've had anything beyond um, what is you know within a healthy limits of you know somebody fancying you or whatever, and at the point of like like much earlier in this film where he has clearly shut down her advances or whatever that you know once there's been like a definitive like no I'm not interested in you that said person you know there's there's no mixed signals there's no false hope or anything like that said person has you know un understood that message or they've been embarrassed by the advances or whatever and there's a natural reaction to pull away from it so that they don't get hurt and pursue something they can't get I don't think I've ever had anything go beyond that. That I know of, unless someone's outside my house right now. Is that what you want? Yeah. I once, I used to work as a um, activity coordinator in a um, language college over the summers when I was at uni. And I once had a student become quite infatuated in, at the end of their time. And this was literally barely said a word to them. And at the end of the, the stay of three weeks, they wrote me like a six page back to back and front letter about how much they loved me. Wow. And I was like, okay. And then um, it was, it was one of those ones where. Wow, Joe. I definitely didn't. Um, honestly, hands on heart, didn't do anything. Was just there to chat to everyone as part of my job. Barely even remember speaking to this person. And uh, yeah, it kind of uh, took a bit of a turn. And then, then in subsequent years, they, they kept on trying to get in touch in different ways and it was all just a bit funny. But um, I just felt quite sad. Yeah, I felt quite sad for them. But then also, and I didn't, at the start, I was like mildly flattered. And then I was like, oh, this is uncomfortable. It's not a nice feeling. Good. No, that, that's, that's proper obsessed. Because it's, it's, it's uncomfortable, as he's now experiencing. Because when it has reached that point where if there was a confrontation or an address of said feelings and it's clear that one party says no or that they don't feel the same way, that should to, you know, almost like the highest of levels, maybe not necessarily always because people need time, but it should draw a definitive line between that to say like this isn't a thing to keep pursuing. The fact that someone would then think it's okay to then, okay, you know, they don't fancy me or they, they haven't responded or whatever, but you know, I'm just going to keep doing it and just like thinking that's an appropriate thing to have carry on. And that's when you feel awkward because you're like, if I've told this person no, or I don't feel the same way and they're still not stopping. It's like, how far is this going to go? Yeah, exactly. Which I, I know as a general thing could be applied on a much, much higher level, which, you know, we're not going to get into. But for the purposes of this film, she she crossed the line definitely after the Christmas party stuff. Now she's overdosed. She seems genuinely like she thinks there is something between them. But you know, when we were talking earlier about manipulation versus infatuation, I believe, I think this is infatuation. Yeah, it's, it's manipulation that's born out of, you know, some sort of underlying mental health, um, you know, diagnosis or something that she doesn't have control over. Yeah, but it's, it's not like, it's not like 
young lady tries to get money out of a big businessman. This is like young lady falls heavily in love with incredibly sexy Idris Elba. Well, now I can see that. The film wasn't clear about that to begin with. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying it looks like it's going that way, doesn't it? usually calls me by now but i can't reach him on his cell phone or his room phone i was hoping he might be with you um yeah there uh oh there was a, a kind of incident is he in the hotel uh oh yeah he, he's at the hotel tell you himself so how did she know his room number and stuff well, no, I, th- I think she said she tried to call him and when she couldn't get through, I think she just asked to be put through to oh, the mate. Excuse me? Is she, is she okay? I mean, none of this would have happened if he had had good mobiles. Oh, I thought I, I thought that was going to be Beyonce. <laughs> She's just going to be bur- bouncing around the corner in the hospital like two seconds later. Oh, she is there! <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Joe, you, you soothsayer. Took me a minute to get here. Also, what is he wearing? He's wearing like a white linen. He's wearing a white linen blazer and a white t-shirt. So Vina. I've gone over the initial statement you gave to the police on the scene. I just need to clarify a few things, okay? Let's sit down. Where's their son? <laughs> Please, kids aren't important in this. <laughs> she's left. Um, she's left him at home. I love the actor who's like. Acting, he's got a shoulder injury. He's behind the detective. He's doing a great job. Oh my god! My favorite thing in films and TV shows is to is to watch all the background actors. I think it's so funny to see people either hamming it up or not doing anything or staring at camera. Well, I've been uh, with, with with some some of my uh, my Bristol mates. We've been watching like all the old James Bonds, um, and yeah, and you know how how like dated and cheesy and darn right racist and sexist and like nonsensical and like it's so so many of them are just you know while still being iconic still like pretty garbage in terms of like what holds it together as a film but one of the uns- like the un- uh, sorry one of the surprising side effects is stupid stupid extras who just have the weirdest dialogue lines or just react in really stupid ways they're actually great for that mr charles would you say this affair was no affair okay there was no affair so you're saying she made the whole thing up in her head with no help from you that is exactly what i'm saying oh beyonce looks pissed now well she she just found out that there was a naked girl in his hotel room who's now overdosed so look at look at her face that is a don't fuck with me face yeah no no she's not going anywhere i didn't say anything to her i did not lead her wrong i don't think he took any he said anything if she took the wrong way but my story earlier, my kind of slightly sad story about summer camp, basically, um, shows you that you don't have to do anything and people can just become infatuated. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've, we've been chatting about how, how attractive and what a good actor and, you know, in his suit and how slick he looks and all that stuff. Um, you know, even just... That's meta jab, even within just the context of the film, just being a high level exec in that financial company, you know, it's believable. Uh, speaking of drinking alone, 
<laughs> That's a great old crisp noise. Oh, well, are you supposed to do this thing? I say do this thing. You really, really don't have to. You're supposed to open a can halfway and go, the first greatest sound in the world. And then when you fully open it, then you go, the second greatest sound in the world. Do you believe me? No, I don't believe you. You didn't I mean, what does it say about their relationship if she is instantly this bothered? But this is because that's why they had the exposition earlier of her drinking wine alone, because that showed how upset she was that Tim or whatever, yeah, got was sleeping with someone else from the office for a year and a half. I wasn't paying attention, but whatever that story was, that's why she's reacting, because clearly it's something she's holding on to. Uh... No, none, none of which I should be really diving into at the minute, given current scenarios. But you know, there's, I, I, I can see a lot of truths in what's happening right now. <laughs> 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 Fuck my life. So, literally, where is their son? Son's dead. Either they've got a babysitter, and that's like another horror film in itself. Because now it's got to turn into a home invasion. All these things, like, do. There we go. Now, fuck off. Oh, is that the person who was looking after them? I presume so. Look, baby things. Hey. Sharon. Can we talk? Whoa. Sharon, I just listen. Sharon, all I want to I mean th this is her this is her time to actually make a character for herself having been sidelines this entire film. And he took them No, I don't know you. What over an hour. I don't know you. I know the Derek that told me everything. It's taken um two. Uh, now in six minutes. <laughs> if I hadn't gone to the ER, wow. If I hadn't called Ben, would you have even told me about this? Are you crazy, of course I would have told you. Uh, yeah, like you told me about the Christmas party, huh? Or the toilet, the, the toilet garage. story. Yeah, she told me about you being in a parking garage with this woman. What else haven't you told me, Derek? Because all I'm hearing are things you haven't told me. I was wrong. I should have told you the truth from the beginning, but I... You should have. Why didn't you? Because you know what? I didn't think it was a big deal in the first place. You're always guilty. <laughs> You're guilty until proven innocent. I'm your wife, Derek. You're supposed to trust me. You let this happen. You think I encouraged this? You think oh, don't I... give God me damn it. innocent bullshit. This, the, <laughs> this film was hitting quite close to home at the minute. <laughs> Jamie is spiraling. Stop. <laughs> it's the film's fault for escalating. Is this about me wanting to go back to school? But, but you know what all of this does? All of this actually makes me think this is all really believable. <laughs> This is it's like this is a good scene. This is good acting and the dialogue is isn't actually like <laughs> too far from the truth. I don't know. You are, you are literally bumming this film. I don't think it's that good. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, for instance, the easiest form of acting is confrontation, right? That's what they say. So if you're going to, like, riff off each other, being aggressive with each other is the easiest thing to do. Yeah, but she's crying as well, Joe. Crying's the hardest form of acting. <laughs> Who says confrontation's the easiest form of acting? 
When have you been going to these acting coaches? Being being angry. Well, you know, I, I did a bit of acting at uni. Being aggressive and being argumentative, it's an easy it's an easy duologue to have in acting. It is. I'm just obsessed with the fact, you know, we've talked about their American home. There's a fridge behind them which has a see-through door. How cool is that? For 2009 as well, I didn't know that was a thing you could do. You know what? You just tell me what you want me to do, and that's what I'll do. Yes, you pack your toothbrush. And then I want you to get your socks, your shaving kit, your underwear, your prophylactics if you think you need them, and get your ass out and go away, Sharon. To hell. Oh, your prophylactics. Boom. Right. Do I've always wondered this. Do people say that because condom is a registered trademark? I don't know. I've never said prophylactic in my life. So you know how like you know like something really stupid like a frisbee? A frisbee is both the thing itself, but it is also the name of the product which is copyright infringement so you can't there's certain you know you can't talk about frisbees yeah it's like it's like blue tack and things like that yeah yeah, i get it yeah so um, i i don't think condoms like owned in that way but it's the idea that it is both the item but also a copyrighted name at the same time so you have to use other things like prophylactics or contra take your contraception and get the hell out which you know just you just use a slang like rubber johnny oh johnny rubber and he's all right relatively speaking this lady has the wiggiest wig on that lady (laughs) well okay so 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 you say i'm 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 loving this film so hard the it's it's going to take her chasing them around the house with a knife, a la stepfather, in the ending to like have lost it for me, and I don't think it's going to do that. I think it's going to stay remarkably grounded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you also you also thought that stepfather wasn't going to be the stepfather, even though the first scene was him killing a bunch of people. Joe, what have we said? I'm the horror B-movie romantic. I want these things to be better than they are. And this this film's tra- is trying. Meet him at the hotel. And you agree? Of course. It's got subtlety without being cliche. Oh, here's my thing, though. If it was that good, you'd have heard of it. I don't know what I was doing in 2009. <laughs> What was I doing in 2009? Summer of Love, wasn't it? He's being a gentleman. Oh. Summer of Love. I was uh, graduating uni in 2009. Oh, shit, yeah. For some reason, I thought 2009. I was like, oh, I was still at school. I was like, no, that's bollocks. <laughs> I graduated in 2010, just to, like, you know, really date us. Um, so 2009, end of second year. It's having a bit of a mental breakdown. The breakup would do to that him. happened. Um, can, can I call you but a flip side of that was, and you can you can back this up. I mean, you can't because I don't need to break into my Amazon account. But I'm pretty certain 2009 was, you know, like when you go on like Amazon stuff, you can look back on your like recent orders. You can do that on like by year. And I'm pretty certain 2009 would have been one of the years where I bought the most things because that was me going, 
I've got a student loan. I don't really care what I'm doing in my second year. I'm just going to buy lots of DVDs and video games. Oh my God, that moment when you realise you have your balance and then your available balance and you're like, oh! And then you suddenly start buying everything. We've all been there. We have all been there. I think I bought a bubble machine for my room and a karaoke <laughs> machine. <laughs> oh, I've got a funny story actually. So basically... Um, for your room, in my not first, for like parties. In my first year at uni... I wanted to impress a bunch of friends, so I invited them all to my to my dorm, whatever it was, flat from uh, in student halls. But before that, we went to the pub, and I lit about twelve candles around the room. And then I went to the pub, and by the time I came back, my entire shelf was ablaze. Joe, that is so bad. But you know what? When I was in the pub, I suddenly thought I'm going to head off slightly earlier than them because I'm pretty sure my room is going to be ablaze because I suddenly thought about it. And yeah. It was like seconds away from blowing up the entire block. It was great. One thought, one question. My thought was when you started talking about candles, I was like, oh God, then the bubble machine went off and the bubbles caught fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that was my thought. My, my question was, what if you're going to have a bunch of like your flatmates or your dorm mates around or whatever? And I get it, like it might be chill, but aren't, like, wouldn't you light a bunch of candles if you were like more having somebody over one-on-one -on -one or like a romantic interest rather than a bunch of mates or is all I'm, all I'm going to say to provide all the context you need is that in my first year of uni, I used to wear a cowboy hat and refer to myself as cowboy Joe. So I think any logic and sense has gone out the window and we can just pretty much draw a line under my whole uni experience. Were you one of those people who went to uni and reinvented themselves? I tried to, and it lasted all of a couple of months. And then I realized I was still a, Bag of dicks. <laughs> Howdy, y'all. I'm, I'm Cowboy Joe. <laughs> even even coming out wasn't until after uni, so it's... Yeah, it's, uni was a bit of a void, really. I had a good time, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've made me... Well, you've made me happy by that story, but you've made me really sad that I've never had a cowboy phase in my life. I don't think you need one. I don't think anyone needs one. I don't think America needs one. Well... You know, talking about the differences of British and English culture, which we we have done in, in previous films, I'm sure we're going to keep doing. Um, and being the terrible, hopeless romantic, regardless of whether it's horror films or not, I have a romantic ideal, which is um, if life, if whatever in my life just got so bad that I needed the biggest change in the world or I had to hide away... I've got this weird fantasy that I would go and hide out in America on some sort of cowboy ranch and just become a cowboy hand and just like no technology, just hard work on the ranch all day. But then I have those beautiful sunsets riding the horse and then the evening just drinking strong whiskey in a local bar or something. I mean, it's a and nice image. All of that so, is so, so impractical and would never happen and... You know, I'd probably just end up moving to Hull and just like, you know, getting a job in a sandwich shop. You know, it's, it's not quite as room. <laughs> yeah. But I want to be known as Cowboy Jamie. How do I get to that stage in my life? Turns out, Jamie, you just put a hat on your head and call yourself Cowboy Jamie. Um, so it looks like they have split up from off the back of this open case. Because, by the way, this is Sia's voice right now. And it's um, Sia when she was in the band Zero Seven. Do you remember that? Great soundtrack. She's good. She's yes, good. because 
Uh, they've got another great song which is used in one of my favourite films, Garden State. Um, so I like this style of very chill music. It's super chill, isn't it? Yeah. This is a good film, Joe. Even the music's telling you. You know, okay, I'm, I'm pissed off with this because we have talked, as we always do, through pretty much every line of dialogue. So the only reason you think it's good is because you think you know what's going on and Idris Elba's in it. Am I wrong? Where was the lie? We've not had like one full sentence, have we? I'm I'm just having a good time, Joe. So it must it must be a good film. <laughs> I know, so am I. So am I, but that doesn't mean it's a good film. Basically, I'm fuming at the idea that I have picked a film that is not bad. So I so I still hope that this is going to go terribly at the end. I mean, it, it obviously has to. It can't have escalated to the point of her drugging him and her trying to commit suicide and it's had those horror moments of like the other bit it's going to escalate she's going to be in the house with a knife I just know it but I don't there's want still it to half an hour this film is long there's half fucking hell I mean it's giving its characters at least the due credit to have character arcs what character arcs well, so they're going from happily married couple with a newborn baby and um, buying a house together to having the core of their relationship rocked by these allegations or whatever to an actual separation to a slow reconciliation. Ark. And has he just asked her out on a date? Oh, she looks great. Beyonce slamming it. I don't know what song um. <laughs> I wanted him to speak. Well, I don't know. Because <laughs> yeah. if I never looked like this, then you wouldn't be born. Oh, they're on a date. That's cute. Which I get, I get is a weird concept, but... I mean, look, you've got literal baby steps. Oh, it's his birthday? Yeah, and I just want to be home. Happy birthday, Derek. <laughs> I'll do whatever it takes to fix this. Thing. Okay, that that's one thing I will criticize the film for. You it, I mean, you, you know. I'll do it. Not that I want you to take any offense to this because I do appreciate one of the characters is called Joe. But all the other characters don't have great names. <laughs> Joe isn't a great name. Particularly in America, Joe isn't a great name. When I went to California, I was there for a month. Pretty much every other shop or every reference to anything is the name Joe. It's like Lazy Joe's, Cafe Joe, Trader Joe's. It's like Joe is the most common thing to see everywhere. It was doing my head in. Joe's. Trader Joe's. Barbecue Joe's. Whereas Joe, I think Joe in the UK is a little bit, a little bit rarer. It's still a common name, but you don't get multiple, multiple Joe's in one year at school, I don't think. I think you get like... A smattering. Unless it's got more or less. I don't know what's happened now. But in, in, when I was at school, I was one of two Joes Hi, in the whole I'm year. I'm Sharon's friend, Kate. You're Samantha. Miss Charles is at dinner. Sharon told me to drop by. I have this present for Kyle. 
I'm just gonna run it up to him. Oh, you can't. He's sleeping. I won't wake him. Maybe you should come back another time. But I'm here now. Uh, no, I'm telling you to leave. <laughs> I get it. You're just doing your job. Good. Do you need me to call Sharon? Yeah. I'm a responsible adult, and you're a teen. Sharon. Hey, it's Kate. Where am I? I'm at your house, of course. Oh, of course she's got a plan for this. Oh, damn it, Joe. She's in the house. All she needs is a knife in her hand. She should ask to speak to her. Yeah, or Joe would be really funny if she wasn't on the call. Yeah, yeah, the phone rings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in Kevin yeah. and Perry go large. I don't, you, I don't know if you know that reference. Never mind. I mean, call the bluff. Call the bluff. I would be like, "Hi, sorry to bother you. I just wanted to check." I would, I would fully cover my back. It's like the time sponsored yeah, yeah, yeah. by Accurist is ten fifty-two p.m. <laughs> What's that from? That's definitely from something where it, that's from the office. Yeah, who's who's pretending to be on the call to head office. Where, where she's like pathetic and then she leaves the scene. <laughs> yeah. Gotta let you go, mate. I'm sorry. <laughs> so she, she's in the house. She's got the baby. <sighs> she threatens the baby. They have a fight. He kills her? Well, the baby, Is that how this well, ends? Well, the baby has a fight with her. No, they come back. Oh, I see. I thought you meant she has a, Ali Lara has a fight with the baby. <laughs> We're not talking about divorce, right? It's like... Ali Lata has a fight with this small baby. The baby wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's isn't that just like the end of The Incredibles? <laughs> baby wins. Job done. Great film. <laughs> the problem is, usually films like this, the, per the, the protagonist has done something that could be considered to be stepping out. Like if you think of Fatal Attraction or something like that, the person, the person does something wrong. This guy doesn't seem to have done anything wrong. The only thing he's done is not tell her because like anyone would, he knows that that would absolutely exacerbate a situation that doesn't need it. And that's what he's making amends for. But you're right. The whole thing about fatal attraction is he still has the affair. And then when he rejects the person you had the affair with, you know, they were probably a bit unstable to begin with, but that's what drives them to go to that level of psychosis that they think this behaviour is okay. Yeah. All he's done is just reject her without anything happening, and she's still reaching that level that it's, like, sabotaged his relationship, and now she's potentially going to threaten the life of their child. What about the bands? Huh? The band. My, my bands, I just... Oh, yes, I got that key right here. <laughs> Oh, they're fine. This is good. True love prevails. And nothing will possibly go wrong. I don't want that to be the message of this film. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna... <laughs> I've, got, I've got a better message for this film, but it's not, it's not gonna win me any fans. What? Bitches be Craig. Oh, uh, well. There you go. <laughs> I mean, that extends across every type of relationship, I think. Bitches be cray. Oh, that meant it's just like it's a good life motto. <laughs> I mean, why do you think I switched to dick? Way! I've told you, Jamie, you can join the dark side anytime you want. We'll 
The Brotherhood will welcome you in with open arms. Good God. This film's not that bad. <laughs> you know your friend Kate? I don't know her, Kate. She was just here. She had something for Kyle. Oh my God, where's Kyle? In his crib. Somebody was inside the house? Yeah. How long were they here for? Shit. Wait, Red Herring, has she left him? No. Oh. <laughs> she yeah. took my baby. Oh, okay, now it's reaching stepfather levels of finale. The stepfather had all those like in-between things about like old lady murdering and killing dads and terrible ways of hiding mobile phones and beating up little kids. This film has pacing. I would say this film has a bit of an editing issue. I don't think it needs to be, it needs to have gone, we, we shouldn't have amassed this much time at this point. No. It didn't need to be as long. It, it was fleshing certain things out. Also, I swear at some point when he was running around, that, oh, that's a horrible letterbox, you're right, Joe. Uh, yeah, yeah. It looks like a bunch of bones. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so creepy. That is creepy. We'll wait for the blood work, but it appears he's completely That is really creepy just to turn around and see your son there with a kiss on his forehead. Yeah. Hey. This lady works here twenty four hours a day. Okay, twist. She she's on it in on it. She's in on it. And now our son is in a hospital bed. I thought you said she was in San Francisco. Why is she back? Now, how did she even know we'd be out? Obviously, she was the, watching her. Yeah, the okay, here we go. This is my fan fantastical twist. The detective's in on it, and she's feeding the psycho information to get to him because she's her daughter or something like that. That would be interesting. I mean, it's definitely not. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to learn. My son. My son. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to. I will say I can't look at Idris Elba now in the same way after seeing Cats, um, which I may may or may not have watched with a, with a few friends stoned. And it was um, one of the weirdest experiences of my life. But he, uh, in particular, what they do with him is just fucking odd. I assume you haven't seen it. Uh, I've not. I, I know about the whole controversy with it. I mean... <laughs> it looks like a bunch of cats have been in their room. Well, I think when it when it eventually hits Netflix, <laughs> when it eventually hits Netflix, we have to do cats. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it's technically you can call it a horror. <laughs> I think it's fucking horrible. Yeah. Oh god! Again, the cliche cutting the face of the person you don't want out of the picture. Why would you leave your wife? There's nothing more creepy than, than your own space being um, infiltrated like that. Violated. Like someone being in your property and like fucking it up. Oh, massively. Like even, even if they don't take anything, there's, I mean, I personally touch wood, haven't had this experience, but I know a few people have been burgled and like in some cases they like kind of caught the burglar or... Oh. Well, like, caught, did enough in the act to scare them off. And although nothing of, like, value or great value was taken, 
they were still shook up by it because like someone's been in our house and violated this privacy, this sanctity, which we thought was untouchable. And it's, of course, it's going to make you uneasy and paranoid. And it's the one place, you know, next to like maybe your family home, if you've ever moved away from home, wherever you're staying in, you, you just assume that's the one place you're safe. Yeah, exactly. And taking that away from somebody is, uh, you know, a huge thing to go through. I want to see Beyonce go full lioness here, like protecting her cub. Like, I'm going to fuck you up. I want her to be like sassy and amazing. Oh, she is. There. Okay, so what's really going to happen is she will be in the house. There will be a fight, maybe with a knife. I've mentioned it a few times. She'll somehow get the drop on Idris Elba. But Beyonce's going to come in out of nowhere. Well, they'd see her instantly if they didn't have such a fucking dark house. And save the day. And I have seen Lion King, speaking of cats. I have seen Lion King, so I know what she's capable of. Don't you of. think these, these protective watches in films do fuck all? Like, the, the way they patrol, the way it works, it's so avoidable. I haven't seen a successful... Uh, I've never seen a successful patrol in a film like this. Well, it's like how crap witness protection is. No, they're like they're like supposed to be a deterrent, which is very easy to get around. Turn a fucking light on. Oh. Right, no, that's really interesting. That's been the second scene where something awkward has happened at night and you think it might carry on. But then it cuts to the next day and the, the, the film keeps moving on. They're not lingering on it. Like it keeps trying to get back to normality. How many shots have we had of him driving this car? Oh my God, it's been forever. What, like six months? Well, I'm not supposed to talk to you. I could get fired. How does she have access to their phone system like this? We should probably just called in. Derek didn't tell you. Oh, hi. Is Patrick there? Tell me what. Uh, he's leaving Sharon. They're getting a divorce. A divorce? Like, that's a surprise. Oh, sorry. He's a dog that's barking. Gonna happen, Lisa. That, ladies and gentlemen, is not in the film. That is my annoying dog neighbor upstairs. For her parents' 30th anniversary. Derek's not going. Oh, fuck off, Jamie. Uh, Actually, he is. Sharon's leaving this afternoon. Derek's driving down first thing in the morning. Lisa, do you hear me? Patrick, I have to go. No, you just... Oh. He's crap at his job. Literally just blurting out all the personal details of where he's, where he's going, what he's doing. Cheers. It's, it's, it's the family guy joke where he goes up to, like, the would-be, like... Um, like, oh no, it's, oh, it's like the Family Guy Simpsons basically just goes up to the killer and then goes, hey, here's a picture of my son, who like, you're trying to kill. Oh, on the back is a list of all of his fears uh, and his uh, school schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Cape Fear one, isn't it? That's, that's amazing. See, so, so you know what you're, you know what the victim looks like, you know where they're, where they're going to be, you know what they're afraid of. Great, do you need anything else? What did she just drop her bag for? Okay, so she's deactivated the alarm. She's going to grab the thing that she needs to, and she's going to leave the house without putting the alarm back on. Wait for it. Yep, oh, I'm in a rush now. Oh, I forgot about the alarm. 
fucking cool, then. That's very lucky, isn't it? If she wasn't just being a retard with it, then it'd be fine. Probably shouldn't say retard. What's the what's the politically correct version? Uh, silly Billy. <laughs> silly. If she wasn't such a numpty, numpty. Yeah, numpty will do. She's got time to kind of like in a sultry way, like stroke the flowers, stroke the plants as she goes into the house. She's she switched from red to purple, so you know she means business. Stroking a beaver or something on the on the counter. Joe, you can't say that. For 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 <laughs> anybody who's an audio-only listener, they're going to get the wrong impression of this film. <laughs> Stroking a beaver on the counter. I mean. Joe, it's not the first time we've watched a film with a beaver on the counter, is it? <laughs> Legs wide apart. All right, don't worry about it. I'm gonna get out of here soon. I'll do it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just down the hill. I'll swing back around. And I'll call you after. Hey. Oh, so she has remembered the alarm. Yeah, but late enough for it to. Well, for her, for her to break into the house, but for her to go back, so there is gonna be a confrontation with Beyonce there. Ali Lata could have achieved what she needed to if she wasn't walking so slowly. <laughs> What's the plan here, then? Uh, her and Beyonce are going to have a nice little bit of champagne and chat about their differences. Yeah. Like rational adults. They are right. For, for a film that's called Obsessed, it's not really focused too much about her. It's been much more about him and, yeah, through that, his relationship and his family. Yeah, but that's good. It's good to have the perspective of the person who is wrongfully the, the prey of someone who's obsessed. True. Wait, don't pop, don't pop. Did that make a pop sound? No. I mean, everything's happening in slow motion, so who knows? That looked like it was going all over the place. <laughs> what is she doing? Is this going to be a, a, a showdown between Beyonce and Ali and they're not going to have Idris in there? It doesn't even feel like the stakes are high because right now, I think, you're right, Beyonce would go lioness and just kick the shit out of her. She's giving full Nala realness, isn't she? She's like, fucking yeah. She is just fierce. You know that, Joe. She can't help it. What? Oh, please. I can't wait to hear Beyonce's reaction to this. <laughs> That's a serious mental disorder. Did you know that, that your fantasy is to break into somebody's house. We need to listen to this dialogue. Yeah, but if we do, then our listeners won't get our hilarious commentary. <laughs> well, they can hear this. I know. Okay, Fiverr says Beyonce pushes her. Yeah. Gonna have the cops deal with your crazy ass. Wait, it doesn't touch me. Oh, she's being quite calm. We can talk. I told you, don't touch me. There you go, Fiverr. Well, I don't know if you agree. Oh, shit. Okay, here we go. Uh, uh, oh yeah, she's got fucking uh, stilettos on. That's a weapon. 
Fucking hell. Floor lamp. Javelin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now this film is ridiculous. Yeah. We finally got there. 12 minutes to go and we finally got to the ridiculous stuff. See? It was pacing out its craziness. Oh, Derek, I'm gonna call you back. <laughs> yes, that's oh so my good. God, this is the Beyonce oh, wow. show. Oh, Beyonce's gonna. Would she go from casual housewife to able to kill this woman? I told you, if these two fought, Beyonce's gonna kick the shit out of her. You screaming now, yeah? Oh, unless she kicks it down the stairs. Didn't I tell you not to come to my house? I mean, that's the point. When you touch the kid, you're fucked. Be right. This is quite a quite a good fight. Will she put it push it to the point of actually killing her? Probably, because it's this kind of film. Oh. Bannister's gonna collapse. Just like the floorboards in the stepfather. <laughs> it's like gladiators, isn't it? It's hang tough. It is. Oh, in the face. Where is that kid? Is that kid just in the car? I don't know. Yeah, there's, there's maybe one or two times. Yeah, I can maybe fault them for being slightly inattentive parents. Yeah. Ooh, this isn't nice. I don't like it when you don't know where the other person is. Especially even though it's her house. That's more unnerving if it was your house and you knew somebody was in it but you couldn't find them. Mm. Yeah. Like they've managed to outsmart you in your own house. Yeah, it's like, well, I've tried to hide and I can't fit behind the door, so where else could they be? Oh my god, are they Go going on, up attic. into a loft? Go on, end in the attic. Oh, sorry, Why not? A attic? Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. Same riders as the stepfather. Same production company. Oh god, it's going to end in the exact same way. Are they really ending in the attic? I'm so disappointed slash relieved. <laughs> well, I, I also enjoy the fact that it's got... After everything has happened, they've just cut Idris Elba out this last like section, even though he's been the main focus of the film. Yeah, she's completely taken it. It's suddenly so. switched between... You know, okay, admittedly the two women in his life, but based on screen time... That's like having the stepfather ending without Penn Badgley, or whatever you want to say his name. Penn Bilbo Bagley. Penn Bagshot. Dun, 
Yeah! Smack her! There's a lot of convenient 4x4s, isn't there? Or 2x4s, whatever they're called. Oh, with the tally ladder, with the two. Oh, she's gonna fall through the fucking floorboards. Oh my god, it is the same film. Or, oh, uh. I can't remember what that's called in. in roofs. or lofts. It's basically like the insulation, but it just has no actual flooring. Well, she's really swinging that thing, isn't she? Yeah. I mean, great little stunt acting, whoever's doing all the high heeled stuff. Why is she wooing her in? Like, come on, hit me with this. Oh, fuck's sake. Okay, I have learned from films that American attics, American houses, are incredibly flimsy. American houses fall apart. <laughs> oh, she's gonna let go in some sort of psycho. Or not. Just smack yeah. her hands. She's gone. Really? So that shows that she hadn't lost her mind completely. But also, it's such a big house. If she fell from that high, regardless of the fact there's a glass table. That's gonna fucking hurt or kill. Shit! Bite her hand! Uh. Poke her eyes! Okay, maybe she's a bit too far from that. Oh! Fucking hell! She's still really high. She's also incredibly strong, I will say. Strong like an ox. And... Oh, fucking hell, the back of her neck on that. Oh, especially because that's probably metal as well. What? <laughs> Paralyzed though, surely. Psycho. Uh, oh my god, this is beyond human. She's an alien. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think that would have. I don't think that would have killed her if the rest didn't kill her. Most of that's not even on her. You say that like. The rest probably did kill her. She was bleeding internally and like she wouldn't have survived, but she made it look like she was going to get back up. Well, he's probably never going to wear that shirt again, is he? <laughs> That's the real tragedy here. Oh, yeah, it's just the, 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 it's just the, the blood stains of this uh, um, psychotic temp who I used to work with. Yeah, who almost cost me my marriage and my wife's life and my son's life. 
You know what? She'll she'll probably believe him after this. <laughs> That's the true story. Always believe your spouse. Oh, that, that's convenient. Thanks for coming out now. And she, she's gonna, she's gonna hide the body because she's involved. I know she's involved. What's <laughs> <Is> this <laughs> music? <laughs> oh, it's Beyonce. Oh my god! How indulgent to have a track. Maybe the character's just singing. <laughs> She is definitely an, an executive producer. Producing? Producer. She was, she was, she was at the is start. Is that yeah. how it ends? Are we freeze framing? What? what? Freeze frame and he gets nothing else. No closure. That's not redemption. I don't know about this. Wow. Wow. Well, that was a uh, fucking shit, wasn't it? That that was obsessed. You know, I'm I'm not going to go as far as say that was shit. Okay, so let's do a comparative then, as we have done it the whole film. Do you think that was better or worse than the stepfather? I think it was better than the stepfather because there was more intrigue as to what the plot was. Intrigue? Where? Well, like you, like like we had the discussion. Originally, I mean, I know the film was called Obsessed, but we wasn't clear about whether she was trying to do all these things because, you know, corporate espionage or she was going to blackmail him or something like that. And then it just turned out that, you know, she was obsessed with him, but, you know, they didn't really dive too much into that. And But it was also a bit weird because he didn't, like, reciprocate to kind of necessarily want, warrant the level of escalation that it took it to. So I think they took their time trying to craft the story slowly and more carefully up until the final climax. And yeah, it took them a lot longer. But I that ending was not what I was expecting. I was not expecting Beyonce to have a one-on-one -on -one fight with her um, and for, for to basically spend all this time trying to build up something and then just end abruptly in the last 10 minutes without Idris Elba at all. Here's my problem with this film. So it's kind of two different movies sewn together. So you're right. There's a slow build up. There's It's about someone being infatuated with someone and, and the slow realisation that obviously this person has no interest in them whatsoever, but from the perspective of the person who's being pursued. Now... Obviously, at the end, they couldn't have a fight between Ali Lata and Idris Elba because that wouldn't sit right at all. So it had to obviously be a fight between the two females because that seems like a bit more of a, of a balance. But the tagline of this film is, all's fair when love is war. What? <laughs> what the fuck has this got to do with that? I don't know. Like, all's fair. I mean, I, I swear I came up with a better tagline in the beginning of the film. But I can't remember what it was. I think you did. I think I could probably burp a better tagline than that. You know what's going to happen, Joe? After all of this, we're going to have to write the ultimate like horror film in like one of these styles, and it has to be flawless because we've seen every other mistake and all good point of all these other movies. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's do that bit where we try and come up with a slightly better version of the story. You kind of touched on one earlier by saying the detective would have been involved, which would at least add a bit of a bit of a dynamic into it. Yeah. 
Well, basically, at, at, at the at the point where they where she basically has drugged herself and is like committing suicide, but making like trying to frame him or implicate him or whatever, and the detective shows up. At that point, it should be clear that she still keeps getting away with like she'd been more heavily involved. It wouldn't have focused on those two having a big row and then breaking up and then going back on dinner dates and then her getting involved stealing the baby. There had been a lot more of that happening to them and they would be getting growingly more frustrated with the detective. And then something like that, there'd have been that fight earlier in the film. Idris Elba comes back on the scene and then the detective's there and she's getting involved, either trying to help her escape or trying to frame Beyonce and Idris then basically has a confrontation with her or something like that. And it turns out she is connected or she's a psychiatric patient and she's secretly a doctor to her or, or, you know, something like that. I think I would change it by the thing that I think is missing is the film builds up so much time inside his workplace, but there's no payoff for it whatsoever. So even when, unless we just talk through the whole thing, which we did, um, as far as I could tell, there were no ramifications for this happening at work. As soon as he was going to mention it, she wasn't working there anymore. And then it was all stuff that kind of, although there was a, a situation, you never, you never seem to really see that impact his job at all. No, the, the only ramification is Patrick gossiping that he was going to be in while Beyonce was out. Yeah, exactly. It. And that's, that's really it. So what I would have probably done is tied... Ali Lata's character more closely into the into the work life patter by maybe having her potentially go out with the Jerry O'Connell character or something, and then have it be about the pursuit, yeah. the continued pursuit of Idris Elba, but on more of a subtle way and less like because I feel like it went from, you know, it, it just I feel like it even though it's a long film, I feel like it suddenly took a big turn where it's like whoa, and suddenly she's crazy. Whereas I think they could have. For a, for a film that had a slower build, I would have expected her craziness to also have a slower build. Um, yeah. But then I suppose it's not been marketed that way. You can tell from the cover of the from the cover of the the film, she's the bad one. They're the couple. I don't know. It's and I'm not I'm not mad at Beyonce having her like shining light moment. Otherwise, it's almost pointless her even being in it. Her moment. Yeah, because you're right. She's she's sidelined, and you know if you can argue anyone's had the best character arc. It, it, as we discussed, it was her. You know, she's gone from a meek, meek housewife who used to be in the rat race, but you know, is kind of out of it and has been sidelined by her husband's career. And but we we spent the first hour barely talking to her. So, like she, as we said, her first major bit of dialogue was really at the hour hour and six mark or whatever it was. That's why the ending to me is weird. If that whole thing had gone down, but Idris had been been there. I like, you know, I still wanted to see Beyonce smack the shit out of her. And I'm glad for the most part that fight was pretty much in her favor because I think anything outside that would have been unbelievable. But the fact that this guy who we focused on for the entire film is just not there and then he turns up at the end and then the film ends like without any like closure to him, like, or to them as a, a couple in the family, it's, it, it's totally tonally changed. What you need is at the end of, in that final showdown, it can be almost as is. But Idris needs to be there, but be unable to help the situation. But he looks on and sees a big fight and then looks at his wife who has managed to survive this horrendous, 
brutal fight and a potential massive fall. And he looks at her, looks in her eyes and thinks, fuck me, I've got this amazing woman. Like, not that he was ever in doubt with that, but just reaffirms that they are a great couple and they have a great life. That's the ending. Not just turn to the turn around and then freeze frame. Happily ever after. Well, well, that 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 happens. That happens really easily by he comes back earlier than thought after she's left, realizes the alarm is off and is kind of like, oh, okay. And then he gets attacked or incapacitated or drugged by her. Then just as she starts having her wicked way, then that's when Beyonce has that same moment of, oh, shit, I left the alarm off. She goes back and instead of hearing her popping the champagne, she hears a commotion and then then that fight happens. That's all it takes. And then actually that probably, like you said, it rounds off the film. There you go. Yeah, actually, that, that would be that would be better because because it bookends it bookends the the fact that she believed him after the potential infidelity. And then she comes back and she's like, holy shit, in the third act, are they really doing it? Was this a double bluff kind of situation? If it was written slightly differently, that could have been. I'm fine with a narrative switch. I'm fine for the character that you're following to change. There's some really effective movies that do that, um, but it would need to. There's no mystery to it. That this is the thing. There's nothing about it that's mysterious. She's just, she's obsessed, and then she goes after him, and then they have a bit of a commotion. The, the husband and wife, and then they're fine, and then they get rid of her. You know that is true, and I think we're going to get this a lot. Is any character, yeah, any character development or exposition that is needed is only ever going to be focused on the victims. We don't know why the stepfather did what he did or why he does it or who who he's moving on to. We don't know where those zombievers came from or what the chemical was or whatever. The main narrative focus of any depth, if it's going to come from anywhere, is going to be a journey that the victim's gone on because that's the one you're supposed to sympathise or empathise or relate to the most rather than, oh, she's she's learnt as a, uh, a serially obsessed stalker lover she's gone on a journey he's like yeah no. <laughs> they're, they're not thinking of that well there you go that's uh upset 2009's obsessed so uh, we've got to the end of another film my friend a hidden gem we, we have indeed um thank you so much everybody for tuning in to crap flicks and chill uh if you enjoyed uh this podcast of ours uh we would massively Massively appreciate a lovely, lovely five-star rating. And, yeah, hey, why don't you, why don't you write us a quick review as well and uh, let us know um, what, what you thought. We'd, we'd really love to, to hear what you, what you guys love, hate, indifference, whatever about our podcast. Yeah, and also on that, if you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to us on Instagram at crapflixpodcast, at Twitter at crapflixpodcast, and at Gmail at crapflixpodcast at gmail.com. We have a Gmail. We do. So fancy. But yeah, <laughs> come come follow us follow us on our socials. Share share with your share with your mates. Um, and you know, who knows? You might even get to see some sexy bones. <laughs> so until next time, uh, stay sexy and good night. <laughs>